And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination because, well, you know, there's just too damn many things to talk about. And I'm a little off because right now in the corner of my screen where normally I would get the real quick, hey, you're live and on air, that then goes away. I've still got this box in the big corner over here that's reminding me about something that it just told me about in a warning screen two seconds before we went live. Thanks, Google. So you're a little frustrated? A little bit. A little well, bit. You know, you should take the Andy Kaufman methodology of re relieving frustration. Yeah, yeah. Her I would, I'm and her I'm and her. Oh, and definitely her. Yeah, see, the problem is I, I can't... <laughs> Anybody who has not watched Man on the Moon needs to watch it. The guy was a genius in terms of playing a joke or prank on somebody. You know, I, 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 I don't know about that. All I, all I can say is we're on YouTube, not RedTube, so I can't take care of that frustration now. Part of this is to follow through with the old editor. Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. You see what I've got right here? I've got coffee. And you want to know what the bad part about the coffee is right now? I have no milk and I have no creamer. So all I have in here is some cream the mint and some hot chocolate mix to try and cut the tape. This is not going to be one of those good. Moments. Hi, Felix. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, doctor. Hi, I tripping. can't hear tech. So yeah. I'm going to have to come back. Okay. You do that. Well, some I people would that. say that's a blessing. Meanwhile, let me at least get everything started properly. Good evening, everyone. I am your main host. I'm Shujin Tribble. S-H-U-J-I-N. Find me pretty much everywhere under that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you one of the other things that's kind of got me a little uh, flustered also when that all comes back. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card, North America. Evening, Dallin. Good evening. Feels like only yesterday. <clears throat> yes, it does. And... I don't know. I, I've mentioned decaf before, but it's got nothing to do with that right now. I, honestly, I think at this point, like, dude, <laughs> as someone whose heart has had a, a, a near miss or two in his lifetime, dude, dial it back. It ain't that. It ain't that important. No, see, it's it's just it's just the the annoyance factor of you. you we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it in a second. Down and to the right. In the middle of the U.S., somewhere, give or take, where uh, it, it stopped being torrential rain and 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 for now, for now, <clears throat> until tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it came up here the other day. <laughs> Whatever you had, like the next ten days, no big deal. <laughs> Bridget, good evening. Good evening from the land of fetal funerals. Yes, we know. Unfortunately, mm. outside of. Uh, um, <laughs> outside of uh, the place known as hey we've got a new um top level cabinet position available today the end of this month <laughs> unreno tech good morning dude she quit a long time ago <laughs> checked out more like but that's yeah yeah thing. i think the kool-aid was starting to, to take effect yeah, think? <laughs> things starting to make sanity instead of insanity <laughs> How are you doing this morning? And uh, uh, Felix like Stan's background, or Dallin's background. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot the L. I know there was an L in there somewhere. We will yeah. find the L. 
This is Hello, not Elf. the Christmas season. We're not going to start with that joke. Out in Paris, give or take, friends. Good morning, Joseph. You're back. Good morning. And you can hear everybody now, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Love it when a plan comes together like that. So, yes, everybody in the live chat, thank you very much for being with us. Um, so, okay, really, a couple of real quick things to explain the this whole thing. Dallin and I, you guys know for well, Dallin and I do our uh, our streaming thing on Friday nights. So it was 24 hours ago. And, you know, we were, we were talking about various things, including, amongst other things, how much we enjoy people who are technically versed, uh, but only just so much to be dangerous when they are salespeople. <sighs> yes. Yeah. So right now, that's the kind of thing that I'm feeling like, because I got a uh, I got a warning that said that the system that we are using right now, which is the old Google Hangouts in order to get everybody together to do the, the show, is going to be going away later this year and it's going to be replaced with a new thing. Okay. So when I go to start the show, I got a little warning that said, okay, by the way, this is going to be going away. You're going to need to use this new system. So just be aware of it. Okay, and all right, you let me know about it. Great, good. I hit go ahead, start streaming. Normally, I get a little thing in the corner that says, hey, you're now live, and it fades away. And it's a, a very stark blue button. It's not really a button, but it's a blue field. This time, it was a much bigger blue field that said, you're live. Oh, and by the way, this system is going away, and you might want to go. Give me the same information from the previous screen. So it's just like, guys, um... You told me once. Don't yep. need to tell me again because I'm in the middle of streaming. So why the hell am I going to be looking over there? Thanks ever so much. You know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Microsoft Office. Uh, like, if, if you ever write anything in, in Microsoft Word, so help me if you bring it. If you if you resurrect goddamn Clippy, <laughs> I, I do not have the meme foo to to even think of wanting to do something like that. No, what I'm talking about is smart tabs. No, you start typing in dear something, and all of a sudden a little thing pops up as hey, it looks like you're trying to write a letter. Would you like to browse one of our many templates to help you along? Because you're we at Microsoft think you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but of course, because you you're you're on Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, I, see that's that, I, that's that's clippy. When I was working retail, I forget which edition of Microsoft they retired. Uh, which version of Microsoft Office where they officially retired Clippy but replaced him with Smart Tabs? And the Smart Tabs demonstration that they were giving at the event that I was at seemed to be incredibly uh, intrusive and um, very, it, it was just, it was very distracting, especially for somebody like me who is a touch typist, knows where the keyboard shortcuts are, and I don't tend to use the mouse on a lot of the interface. And so I, they asked if we had any questions. I raised my hand. I got called on. I said, okay. So out of curiosity, how do I disable smart tabs? And the guy who was giving the presentation, now the guy wasn't any bigwig. He was just somebody hired, you know, through contract to give the presentation. I, he said, well, that's a really bad question. Uh, next question. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I you know, when he said next question, I was like, okay, I'm out of here. See ya. And I, I started to walk out. 
one of my coworkers stayed behind and he said, dude, you missed it. And I said, missed what? And he goes, you walked out and everybody else asked the same exact question. And when he <laughs> refused to answer it, everybody walked out. Everybody filled out the survey, all negative reviews. We never saw that guy again. Good. That's, uh, that's kind of the way to do it. Um, yeah. Tech, do you play uh, or have you played Diablo before? Oh, doesn't everybody have a phone? Yes, I saw okay. that. You, I you saw just that. Yes, question. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I have uh, for except for the latest one coming out soon because there's no way in hell I'm paying two hundred dollars for that. Yeah. Uh, for all the previous versions, I have all the collector's editions, deluxe, and everything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a Doom fan, but. Uh, I'm not a $200 collector set Doom fan yeah. at this point in my life. Yeah, just, just don't have of, a capital. Yeah, just to give some context, I think it was at BlizzCon this year or last year. Um, Blizzard uh, was going to unveil their next Diablo product. Now, yeah, no, <laughs> not the one recently, the one before this one. Or, okay, or, yeah, the, the one before. Yeah, the, the one before. One You're right. Yeah. Um, anyways. So what happened was, is uh, everybody's expecting something to do with Diablo 4, because it's been a while. Diablo 3 is quite a cult following. I'll admit I do like it. But anyway, so they, they get all this hype. Everybody's just, you know, freaking vibrating, waiting for the announcement. And what do they announce? A mobile game. Yeah, that's right, nope. folks. One of these cell yeah, phones. And, and not only a mobile game, but a cheap-ass mobile game that apparently was a copy of another game in terms of mechanics and overall feel. And so they were asking, you know, they, okay, we'd like to, you know, turn it over to the audience. Does anybody have a question? And one guy pops up and he wait, said, wait, before you ask, before you say what he's asked, the guy who got the first question is in was one of the most top rated Twitch streamers for Diablo Blizzard entertainment games. Okay, this guy brings uh, notoriety to Blizzard, specifically Diablo. He's got a huge, huge following. I mean, this wound up on his YouTube channel and everything. This, this, this is not in, in this was not some local yokel asking the question. But go ahead. Yeah. So the question he asked was, um, "Is this some kind of belated April Fool's Day joke?" Because it had just passed. Yeah, in front of thousands of people in attendance, or hundreds of people in attendance, thousands of people watching, and YouTubers who like to make a buck off of misery going, yes! <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, and, the, and the worst part was, rather than the people on stage taking it eloquently, elegantly you know professionally and with uh dignity and honor and going you know i we understand that you may feel that way but we're trying something different here and we'd like you all to give it a chance right instead of going that route they basically laid on the sarcasm and started attack and basically you know they went doesn't everybody here have a cell phone and i mean it was like dude guys you are going in the wrong direction if you want people spending money on your stuff platform and it just went downhill from there man mm -hmm. gotta love it when gotta love it when a plan doesn't come together like that well, just you know <laughs> anyway again, yeah this this all rolls back to what you're talking about salespeople. yeah 
Yeah, well, but uh, funny Felix, enough, we what, didn't kill Kipley. I I killed Clippy when I took the twenty pound sledgehammer to my computer. <laughs> yeah. Now, what uh, what Tech was talking about? Um, asking the question, not getting an answer, and then walking out, and then everybody else following up with the same question. That's going to be important later. Trust me. Yes, that was an intentional, Bobby Brady. I, I know exactly where you're going with that too, so I'll let I, I you hope, lead into that. I, I hope so because it's time to change. I'm sorry, there's a lot of people right now that are just going, "Oh, dude, really, really." Sorry. <laughs> time to re. I gotta cut that out. This is gonna be one of those <laughs> long nights. Anyway, go for it. Man. Let me get everything rolling proper over here because um, I'm gonna do something that I normally don't do. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Deputy. Now, the, the reason why I'm doing this and the reason why I say that I don't normally do this, and I, I couldn't tell you the last time I have, I actually missed a piece of information from my five-minute freestyle last week because I was talking about changing my mind about stuff. And it turns out one of the things that I ended up changing my mind about is gun control. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's one of those topics that is very divisive right now in the U.S., and I understand, I understand. There are people who that make some very, very good arguments for having guns, uh, not the least of which is, well, if you can't trust the police to protect you, you need to be able to protect yourself, so you need weaponry to protect yourself from the overbearing tyranny of bad cops or bad government agencies you you get the idea and, and i i understand that i'm i'm kind of on board with some of these arguments not all of them not necessarily that one either though i do see some of the merit with it but again it's another one of these convoluted wibbly wobbly timey wimey context matters kinds of things and there's no good answer to any of it there, there really simply isn't but there's one thing that has kind of come to my mind recently, and I was going to add it into last week's freestyle, and I just didn't get the moment to do it. It's the idea that there are so many people that, for whatever reason, believe themselves that if they have a gun, they are then able to stop a bad guy with a gun. We've heard this argument before. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is to have a good guy with a gun. Okay. There is something to be said for that argument. No lie. But we run into a small problem that the unintended consequence. And that question is this. Do I trust? Should I trust my life in the hands of someone a i don't know b i don't know if they're trained c could go off at any time with a mistake now obviously police officers are still simply human beings there's no two ways about it they're going to make mistakes we know that. 
we're not going to get into the whole, well, how come they are not prosecuted nearly as often or as animately as the general populace, because that's a whole other thing for later. But in areas where there are people who are freely carrying, especially concealed carrying pistols, and they want to think that they are, by that very right, deputies or deputized people to take care of law enforcement or the public safety. Do I really want to trust that these people know how to do the right thing? Just because you have a blanket carry right or permit doesn't necessarily mean that you've got what it takes to make the right call if and when the time should happen. There's one other piece. Who should be allowed, and I'm going to use this very strongly worded choice of phrases, who should be allowed to publicly execute another person. We know full well that a death penalty given by a state agency or even a federal agency has its place that's been put in, whether right or wrong, whether legal or not, whether moral or not, I'm not getting into that. I'm posing the question. If someone with a gun shoots and kills another person with a gun, or worse, an innocent bystander, who's supposed to take the rap for it? Or is it just, yet again, another, oh, well, it's just the price of doing business because can't take away our guns because, well, reasons. And one other thing. Do you know how many people were killed on D-Day? Do the math sometime, and over here in the U.S., find out how many D-Day deaths compared to how many mass shooting deaths. I had news for you. Those are not good numbers. Maybe I'll run those numbers and bring them up for you for next week. Episode 265 on the docket, Your Honor. The only good thing about this presidency is that we have gotten a lot of people who are very, very, very suddenly aware that, hmm, I don't know that I should really trust what you're saying. Um, citation, please. It doesn't happen nearly often enough, but it's happening quite a bit, as a matter of fact, including the supposed attack on an oil tanker 
supposedly by Iran, which has gotten a whole bunch of people to go, um, excuse me, could you um, show us your proof on this? Thank you. We'd, we'd really like for you, Mr. Government Personality, to, to show us your proof, especially when the operator of said boat said, yeah, no, that's that's not what happened. And the Potomkin comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Amongst others, but we'll we'll deal with a good bunch of these pieces. Unfortunately, I have no new information on Rafe Badawi and his uh, situation in Saudi Arabia. I have seen that there have been people who have been writing about him, and I have seen more pieces of information about what's going on with others who are in similar plight. Unfortunately, however, I have no specific news on him. And I did the numbers, um, you know, just a little bit before I got everybody together. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has since been six years, 11 months, 29 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes as of June 17th, 2012. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. You will probably never hear us, but we are still waiting and we're still hoping and we're still pushing the best that we can where we can. And we're sorry we can't do more. So what Joseph mentioned is one of those pieces that is is true. The United States has unfortunately a long and sordid past with, well, uh, I believe the expression, uh, Joseph, is uh, wag the dog, correct? Uh, yeah. You want to explain it to folks or uh, shall I? I'll go ahead. I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. <laughs> Short version, uh, wag the doll. Yeah. yeah, but I've got lackeys. I could pawn the... You know what? Fine. Wagging the dog is is a longstanding... I can't believe I'm going to say it this way. Tradition for basically manufacturing a new piece to get everybody's attention when it's just started for the exact reason of taking advantage of everybody else's, ooh, look, shiny, and direct them away from what's the actual meat and potatoes of a news cycle. Hmm. Usually yeah. stuff that's far and away more important. Far and away more important. And the scariest part about it is that it works. It's That's not the scary part. The scary part is that it consistently works. Mm-hmm. Bridget, you and I are old enough that we've gone, th- we've lived through, uh, let's see, the ones that I can think of would be uh, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Gulf War. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, well, let's, well, all right, let's be fair. Gulf War One. There was an actual invasion that happened, yeah. and we went in there to try to 
uh, overwhelm and and get the A-10s, the uh, big opportunity to go out there and turn a whole bunch of tanks in the middle of the desert into slag. Yeah. So go for two, where, um, I don't know if you were watching it, but I, I was watching the mission brief, uh, the, the security briefing, and I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the UN and I'm looking at uh, Colin Powell and I'm thinking he doesn't look comfortable. He looks like somebody that was basically told you're going to go in there and this is what you're going to say. I don't care what you believe. Yeah, okay. you're going there and lie your ass off. Mm -hmm. I think security well, briefings. That sounds which um, uh, diapers. That's <laughs> it, it sounds more like a uh, you know, it's just propaganda. Which one of those two wars was it where they were talking about that soldiers went into this building and they saw, you know, I don't know, it was something to do with babies being ripped from their cribs and executed or some BS like that? And years later, the whole thing turned out to be nothing more than well, yeah, it's going for two. Oh yeah, so Gulf War too. Yep. I remember watching that and I was like, I was horrified. You know, I, I was shocked that, you know, like, okay, this is a government that does this. And then I find out years later that the whole thing had been, to quote the orange man, fake news. Yep. And you know, to to dovetail onto what we're supposed to be talking about tonight, if there's one thing amongst a few that uh this president's been good for. It's that the term fake news has come up and that people are being a little more scrutinizing. At least some of us are looking at things with a little more, a little more scrutiny, a little more, um, let's just say we're looking at it with sharper eyes, I think. Yeah. The sad part about that, though, is <clears throat> that we know for well, it's pushing the extremes out of the middle more as in those of us that would tend to be a little bit more critical of what we're taking in we're looking a little bit more often and those of us that are more willing to just take in whatever are just taking it in and tending to isolate themselves into those pockets more which is um annoying to put it mildly yeah there are people who um definitely they I, I i hear talk around the water cooler if you will and of course by the time it reaches the water cooler people i've already seen you know probably 10 articles on the same thing a lot of them ripped apart by independent journalists who who don't follow a narrative they they want to get both sides of the story so they can sort of reveal all so that you can actually get to the facts i notice i didn't say truth but to actually yep. get the facts and then from there you know see exactly what happened you've got facts you've got context you've got the situation you know and then you finally arrive at something and like it, it's amazing like I'll, I'll see i'll see an article on facebook that, that somebody's retweeted this one friend i have who retweets everything and I'll be like, I, I saw something on that three days ago. And as a matter of fact, they ripped apart that particular article as being either faked, overly biased, spun to hell, 
or in one particular case, the headline was designed to shock you to the point where you would be so mad. I think they bet on that you wouldn't read the article because if you read the article, it debunked itself. It, it actually debunked its own headline. This was the New York Times, formerly a bastion of journalism as we used to know it back in the day. And they printed an article with a shock headline, but when you read the details of it, it debunks itself. Who the hell is running a company like that? Corporate? See, well, and, and the funny part of it is, and I say funny as in, uh, the mm. funny part about it is that, yeah, that's the problem. These things are run with corporate interests, i.e. capitalist interests, i.e. if you're not making enough money to put out your product, you can't continue to put out your product, so you have to find the equivalent of new and improved every time. Well, well, wait, can I stop you there? It's not about, you know, it, that's a nice argument that, you know, save the product, but it's actually more about profits and profit margins. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's exactly what I'm what I'm playing into. Yeah. It all comes down to a matter of that. What's the expression? Blood sells. Sex yeah, if sells. It, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So any opportunity to get the the flash in the pan right in front of everybody's eyeballs and and pull them in with the equivalent of clickbait, where in this case the clickbait is, well, the click is actually selling a subscription, selling a yeah. A, uh, a magazine selling a newspaper. I know kids newspapers look them up. Um, that's that's what it comes down to. And yeah. if you don't, you go out of business because you've got no money. Which means that it's not about it's not about the facts nearly as much as it's about making the dollar and whatever that entails. And if that means taking the facts and spinning them in order to make a profitable day, that's what you end up doing. And that's the, that's the model. Yeah. Now, like Dallin said, we're going to say facts because using the term truth is unfortunately too subjective. The facts are facts are facts. Numbers are numbers. Yeah. What you say with, them is called spin and data can be spun any way you want depending as to how you present them and also how you want to present them exactly and it's uh it's annoying as all hell and and forgive but, me i'm gonna be take a yeah go ahead and talk a second while i go ahead and read over what's going on with chat oh right yeah well i'm what what would be somebody's motivation to do that to spin a story what are you? Question. Whoa! I'm sorry. Did did you not even hear? Money, greed, absolutely. By and large, when all is said and done, greed. Yeah. Um. Let me uh, let me take a stab at that one while you're looking in the chat. Hmm. So, okay. So, uh, the New York Times runs an article, um, that basically comes out. You know, orange man bad. Uh, all of Orange Man's politics bad. Don't vote for Orange Man. Vote for this person. 
Now, call me tinfoil hattie, but could it be that, you know, this person or this group of people have said, hey, if you subtly promote our ideals or, you know, continue with the orange man bad narrative, um, you know, here's a little something for your trouble. I'm not saying bribery, but, but what I'm saying is that, um, and, and maybe too, they're running this narrative to show what side of the political fence they're on in the hopes that when the next election comes around and, you know, their side wins, they'll be looked on a little more favorably. You know, it, it sounds like a bit of pandering. Uh, it sounds petty, but then again, you know, when, you, when you're desperate for sales, but you know, that doesn't always work. There's a lot of uh, online, I don't know if you really call them news sites. Um, they're seeing massive layoffs right now because they were chasing narratives. They were chasing certain things that, well, basically they got busted on their own stuff. They, they got busted for fake news. They got busted for bad spin and they've lost the trust of people. And now they're laying people off left, right, and center. So <clears throat> expect lots of blogs in the future from these uh, people who got laid off because, well, they got to make that Patreon money somehow. There are some who have been uh, bastions in journalism over the years, the old old timers mm -hmm. who have since retired from the from from the mainstream press. We'll just call it that. From being anchors on TV or writing for magazines or newspapers or whatnot, who they put in their time and they're they're basically ready to retire. And they've gone ahead and they've said, you know what? Yeah. I'm not done. And I'm specifically thinking of Dan Rather, who he got done doing his time. He he retired from the from the TV scape and he basically said, you know what? No, I'm 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 not done. There's still there's still news to write, there's still stories to be told, there's still a position to be placed out there, and there's still education to be given. And he's got his he's got his thing going on on uh, on Facebook, where he's still doing his writing. He's still taking apart the journalism that he can do, and writing his pieces. And he's just one of the bigger names. I mean, um, oh God, uh, what the hell was his name? Um, Walter Cronkite. Mm -hmm. If Walter Cronkite had been had been alive through how things are today and still a relatively spry 60s you know early 70s i could guarantee you he'd still be writing today if 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 he were in this position because i mean these are people who knew what the hell they were doing and knew how to take a news article apart and actually go okay um here are the facts yeah i I honestly do wonder these days how many of these so-called journalists actually are journalists. Like, you know, okay, it's one thing to call their, let's say, their education into question. You know, but that, that's kind of pushing it, though, because let's face it, you've got book smart and you've got street smart. But how many of these, you know, so-called journalists have been 
in the thick of it? You know, have they gone to other countries? Have they, like, if they consider themselves an international correspondent, have they actually gone anywhere outside of their bedroom Con or let's, office? Let's, no, no, no. I, I don't even care about continent or city. Okay. I, I'm talking about these morons who say, oh, yes, th th this has been widely discriminated against, or this has been widely called out because they found one jag off on Twitter who just happened to be a little bit ticked off at the situation. And again, this has happened where a journalist will write a humongous piece. That's, you know, they, they call it an article. It's nothing more than a gigantic op-ed based on a couple of people who said something on Twitter. Really? You know, and in the meantime, I've got, I've heard of other people who, you know, they have been shot at in the middle East while trying to cover a story. Other people had things uh, thrown at them while covering a riot. These are the people I would more respect because they're in the thick of it. You know, you mentioned Dan Rather. Wasn't he embedded during the Vietnam War? You know what, Bridget? Perfect opportunity. You would know a little bit better than us. It is not complete. It, it has been a longstanding tradition, at least for the U.S., to have people from, from the news media okay. with 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 the uh with the army and, and navy and the air force and the marines and maybe not so much the marines but you know to to actually report live in person what the hell's been going on sometimes yeah i don't know how i can elaborate on that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no but you know news from the front i mean that mm -hmm. that was that's what war correspondents did yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. now the, the cynic in me says while well, they were doing it, you know, just to show our, our brave men and women in battle. But at the same time, to, to, to be able to tell that story. Yeah. To say me, that, you, you know, I was there, you know, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Let me, um, I'm going to take an, uh, actually tech, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you would probably appreciate this uh, as, as much otherwise. I remember the the time that I remember the earliest that I remember this kind of thing, this embedded journalist thing, if you will, was specifically a fictional TV series where they literally did that. And I'm wondering if you necessarily remember it when they did it on MASH back in the 70s. So I was actually born in the late 70s, but. I did watch the reruns because I actually enjoyed the show. And yeah, I, I do remember. And it was it was a little weird because I remember on many, and not, not just those, but many episodes of MASH, I would ask my mom and dad, I was like, was it really like that? Was it really like that? Was it really like that? Because my dad, he didn't get to go to Vietnam. He got washed out, uh, medically discharged. My mom... I uh, grew up in a military family, uh, Army, Air Corps, and Army. Um, and they both said that a lot of the things that you see in MASH, if you take the humor out of it, you look at any of our wars in the past, and the only difference was the technology. Yeah. And, um... and there was one episode specific that I got to see. Um that you and I both agree is a damn good episode. And that the one where 
the uh, Padre had said war is hell, and they disagreed with him. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And uh, I will I will go hunting down to put into the show notes. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least some of the particular episode I'm thinking of is available on YouTube. So I'll 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 see what I can do about uh, linking in the information to that. Now to get this onto uh, a little bit more onto the point, current day, we've been dealing with a lot of trying to figure out who is actually telling the facts with as little spin as possible, without trying to get into the truth. And yes, I'm doing the whole scare quote thing, although I'm not really doing the scare quote thing. You, you can just hear it. And with the current federal administration, <laughs> we, we know full well that from the get-go of the current administration, there have been fabrications. Um Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's I'm not doing soft language with this administration. No, 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 no. There no, have hold. been demonstrated and provable lies. Yes, I was I was going to get to that. I was going to I was going to build into but yeah. All right, we'll we'll just go uh, ahead. I'm and sorry. Just... Trump doesn't leave room to build into shit. Unless Thank he you. knows he's not going to pay somebody, then he gets them to build stuff. Oh. You found it, did you? I did. Okay. The full mm -hmm. episode? Uh, no, just the uh, about a forty-five second clip showing the actual conversation. Okay. Wait, which one? Which, which one is that? The, the news the, reporter or the hell, uh, no? War sorry, is war the hell is hell. War is war and hell is hell. Okay. Yeah, no. um, then I, I'm going to have to find mine later. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought Dallin actually found the episode that I was thinking of. He's <laughs> he's he's finding the the war is hell clip, which is uh, okay. That's fine. No, that's 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 actually good. We'll put that one in there. Anyway. Um, but yes, consistently lying, blatantly lying from the very get-go when Spicy came out and was all upset because people, number of people out there to see the thing, the walk and the parade. And the, yeah, um, uh, some people who are, who are listening are not going to get this, but those of you that are watching right now, you'll appreciate this. Yeah, Sean, yeah, tell us another one. Why don't you go ahead and do that? <laughs> but the thing of it is, we are getting now more than in recent memory, like I said, a bigger and bigger split, unfortunately, of people who are more and more wanting to dig to find out what the hell is going on, to find, in some cases, the meta of it all. Why are you telling this lie? Why is this lie important? What is this lie actually taking information away from? And what is it hiding behind its curtain? Which is good. Which is good. These are all these are all good questions. Always good to know these things. But we're also getting the people who are just soaking it up and saying, Yep, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to believe everything that I'm told because I'm being told from a source that I trust. And that's the big difference, isn't it? Where those of us who are in much more of the skeptical community are the ones who are, yes, I trust the source, 
but I'm still going to go ahead and I'm still going to ask questions and I'm go, still going to double check and I'm still going to make sure that everything is the way that it's supposed to be. Do I believe um, PolitiFact? Yes. Am I going to re-reference and make sure everything is as good as it can be? Yeah. Versus somebody that's just going to go ahead and say, well, politahack.com says that it's this way and I'm going to trust them because I trust them. No, that's that's not how this works. But you see what's going on here. Uh, it's once again coming back to um, choosing either to be responsible for to make your own value judgments, to decide for yourself what's good, bad, safe, or whatever, or relying on somebody else to do all that for you. And I really think that's that's the dividing line. It is. The, the biggest problem about that, though, is the ignorance of not knowing that you don't know. We can't even say it's the Dunning-Kruger effect at that point. It's just not not being educated enough, to, not being exposed enough, I, I guess is probably the best way, to even know that there is more of the question. Because... There, you have to there want are, to. You have to want it. Yes. Exactly so. And there are far and away too many people who are willing to be, and and I've said this before, I absolutely, absolutely, did. if I could eliminate one thing, just, just wipe it off the face of the planet, one thing, I know full well that I would be sorely tempted to wipe out cancer in its entirety across the face of the planet. If I had one wish, that would be a very, very close one. But I have said consistently, and I will keep saying it, I would eliminate willful ignorance. But you're, but you're right. Is it is it willful? I mean, going back to what you said earlier, you know, if people don't know any better, they don't have that choice. That is correct. Willful ignorance that he's talking about are people who refuse to acknowledge things, though. It's one thing to say... Um, and somebody come and go, Hey, what do you know about eggs? And they have never heard of eggs before. Okay. That is not knowing because they've never been exposed to eggs. They don't know what eggs are. They've never heard of the concept. They have no idea. Eggs. What the heck are you talking about? Now, if they're surrounded by chicken farms and they're refusing to acknowledge the existence of chickens or eggs because they don't, whatever, that's willful. Mm. Unless they have literally something that can be demonstrated that they have some kind of mental disconnect that literally does not allow them to recognize eggs, then it is willful. But whether that refusal, I mean, it's, it would seem that they think that their very survival depends on their not looking. It, but it doesn't matter if they think that their survival depends on not looking. At that point, it's still willful. Yeah, perfect example are the flat earth society people who have seen all of the evidence they have been shown photography they've shown they've been shown movies they've been shown the curvature of um high power transmission lines across the water they have been shown 
GPS, hello? Uh, well, n- never mind even GPS. Stuff that could be replicated. Uh, the, they, uh, wait, uh, stay up. Uh, I, I got a good one. They were talking about how certain quotes in the Bible helps prove flat earth, and Ken Ham set them straight on that. Yeah. Uh, the one I was thinking of was, uh, I, I forgot who it was that I think it was. Shoot. I don't remember if it was Pythagoras, if it was Archimedes, or who the hell ever it was, who did the sun uh the the sun shadow test to find out how different is the uh the shadow at one stick here versus another stick there take it at the same time and then they calculated the circumference of the earth within i forget if it was like within about 16 percent. i think is what it was which was very high for doing it by hand with very archaic tools and considering today's today's technology yeah 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 it, exactly it, it, so this the stuff our ancestors was able to i'm reminded of a graph i looked at and the graph showed um the technological curve the the evolution of technology the ch- how it changed the advances that were made and everything else and how it how it was uh, uh what kind of uh um incline it was over time yada 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 and what it shows is it goes like this it kind of like starts low and it starts to curve up and then it drops down and stays put for a while and then starts to come back up again that drop down was the dark ages aptly named and it's huge because it existed for a long period of that time existed for a long period of time and can in consideration to many other periods and when you're done i've got one note on that and 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 the the common question is where would that curve be if religion hadn't gotten in the way yeah the, you know i've i've always liked that one also uh i've changed my i've changed my opinion on that particular model also because yeah, right. yet- there's a there can be a lot of give and take it depends on where they pulled their statistics from well yes but yeah there, there's lots of room for manipulating that graph but it does set a good tone that there was a period that a, everything there's even, dropped there's dark ages denialists too i mean if you look at the wikipedia article uh i had a bit of an argument with people there <laughs> actively <laughs> trying to deny that the dark ages that oh there was technology people were reading and like you know you could get your, you could die, uh, uh, get murdered by the church back then. If oh, fuck caught. yeah. Hell, yeah. You could they get, dominated every aspect of life. And, and couldn't you also get uh, get put in jail or worse for even reading the Bible back then? I, you know, that's a good question because there are some parts of the United States, some sects um, with the first uh, colonies there who actually forbade reading they said that reading was the thing of the devil and i'm wondering if the middle ages was the same way that would explain a lot of the illiteracy well it 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 would stand to reason i mean what what is what's the uh the the common phrase the best way to become an atheist is to read the bible (laughs) you know it's it's kind of the same thing like i imagine people if people could read it without you know, pain of death or whatever, they could look at and go, what the hell did I just read? You know, at which point they would then be beheaded because, you know, Mr. Dude with big hat says, uh, no, 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 you must, it doesn't matter what that says, it's what I say. Which again is kind of a thing in itself when you think about it. 
Yeah, but it's, um, like, it's again the same thing. These people, they want you to rely on them to tell you what's good and bad and whatever. Yeah. It's just and totalitarianism. And, yeah, and especially these days, they make it... So they've made society so wantonly illiterate. You know, like there are people these days, you know, they, we, we've seen them. They sit on the internet and post about how science is bad. I, I, I almost equate these same people who drive a diesel vehicle to go to an anti-oil protest or to go yeah. to a mining protest with their face full of facial piercing that looks like I've used this a thousand times before that somebody smashed him in the face with a tackle box. <laughs> My personal favorite are the ones who protest child labor and they're standing there in their Uggs with their iPhones and they're you know, Starbucks coffee and their special plastic cups made in China. Yep. And wearing the designer clothes that came from the places that they're protesting. And they don't realize that what they're wearing is uh, just yeah, help but, employ but tech, a whole bunch more children. But, but just, tech, these are the same people that got nailed on the dihydrogen monoxide yeah. uh, deal at uh, with uh, Penn and Teller bullshit. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite was when the, I don't know if it's still on the air, but the man show was on the air and they did the whole gag where they went out and put a table up and they were getting people to sign a petition uh, to end women's suffrage. And when they asked, well, what's that? And people, they answered with, well, we're trying to end the suffrage of women and people fell for it. One little old lady went up to them and goes, what you're doing is wrong. And I, I wish I could hug that little old lady. Yeah. 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 Uh, this piece over here, by the way, uh, Stephanie. Yeah, I did see it. And yeah, spot on. Uh, Stephanie was saying the Bible was in Latin. Now, uh, I also want to make sure that we understand when Latin was a thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just I'm, 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 I'm adding that to what she's saying over here. She's saying Ooh. the Bible was in Latin. People were literally. I can't talk tonight. Literate. People were literate. I, I'm I'm literate. I just can't for the life. I cannot, I cannot syllable. You're me. literate, but you're not eloquent. Uh sure. Yeah, elocution he, is a good elocution. He, he know word, but he can't word. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, people were literate a lot more than you realize, but not literate in Latin. True, and therein lies part of the problem. My father-in-law was a member of. Um, the Roman Catholic Church was a member of uh, Knights of Columbus and I remember my wife having told me that he was upset when in the 60s they went from hosting mass in Latin into local language as in specifically English here in the U.S., because he was a little bit more of a traditionalist he he didn't keep complaining about it but that that was that was a thing and if if your supposed instruction manual is in a language that you don't understand but someone else you trust can translate it for you you're going to trust their translation because, well, that would mean that you'd have to invest in actually 
learning a whole other language in order to read the instruction manual, whether they're telling you right or wrong, well, that would involve actually investing the time and effort <coughs> in learning a whole other goddamn language. See, especially, freaking, especially freaking Latin. And that's the thing. When somebody flaunts their power or their authority, they have the book, and you can't understand that's what's in it. And they say, well, this is what's in it. And if you don't do what I say, the church, this huge organization that exists over a very vast distance, but has demonstrated their power time and time again, and, and does not hesitate to demonstrate that power, regardless of whose life it will take, um, should they go that far, you listen because, you know, you don't want your daughter or your son carted away. You don't want your wife or husband carted away. You don't want your family to be slaughtered and have your, you know, burned out or die in a fire. You didn't have a lot of support. And, and that's the thing too, is that even if someone with a more critical eye would go, okay, so you're the only one who understands the book. If we don't do what you say, you're going to come after me. If I try to learn the language in which that book is written, you're going to come after me. That's a that, pretty big alarm bell that uh, you're full not, of crap, sir. Yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, the fear that they will take everything away. Or, you know, if, if you're more highborn, I will lose my station. Ye gods, you know. Yeah, there's a... If, there's a if, if you can appeal to what somebody could potentially lose, the fear of that supersedes any kind of rational, you know, wait a minute, back that shit up, buddy. Let, let, let's look at this. Yeah. To that end, uh, Stephanie also said, and, and thank you, uh, Shujin, rather like modern Islam. If you don't comply and learn learn to just read the words in a language that you don't understand and read back the phonetics, we will hurt you or uh, kill you. And the sad part of it is, um, Steph, it ain't just Islam that's done that. Over here in the States, we've had kids who were literally beaten to death because they couldn't read back the passage from the Christian Bible by rote, by memory. And if memory serves, it was a kid in single digits of age beaten to death by their couple of years older sibling on now, order of the parents. We've had kids beaten to death or, or murdered because the people, the adults the, the the aged because they not acting in, in adult behavior but uh, killed their own kids because they felt that oh if God doesn't want me to God's going to say something but it goes beyond religion I mean they did the same thing the communists um, you know if you didn't conform um, was basically a death sentence well communism by default requires everybody to conform. Well, you know what I mean. It's like, okay, uh, quote unquote communism, like uh, China's communism. Right. In this is, case, in, it's right. a dictatorship. Right. Yeah, and that's China's that's, more of a dictatorship. Yeah. 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 
that's that's what I was going to say. Um, because we, for those of you that want to be pedants about it, I know we know communism is an economic doctrine. What tech was trying to get across with the, with the luggage with this one was totalitarianism. Thank you. I'm because sorry. no, no, that perfect, perfectly understandable. I mean, we've said it before. How many times? Like almost freaking every time. Sometimes we make mistakes. No, more than that. We don't even realize how much baggage a word has got until all of a sudden. Oh yeah. By the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many... see the the interesting thing about communism is that a society that agrees upon it as a whole could actually potentially, I've never uh, seen it, potentially make it work. But then again, none have ever demonstrated it to do so because the only ones we've seen were headed by basically dictator, authoritarianship governments. And I don't even know, I, you know, I'm not an economics expert. So I may be missing something that would say definitely that it wouldn't work. Um, that, that's where the economics people come into play. The second, the second somebody says, I will help oversee the logistics, it breaks. Yeah. Because one person is now elevated above the community. That's it. Game over. Which means... Unless you take um, turns. No, well, because really? you, still, you still elevate one person or one group above the rest. The second you do that, the, the model of communism breaks. Communism cannot have a leader, cannot have a supervisor, cannot even have a boss because it's all communal. There cannot yeah. be an overseer. Otherwise, again, it breaks. And again, and if the overseer says, okay, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I control all of this entire commune. We're going to focus all of our energy to the war machine. Hi, my name is Stalin. Uh, yeah, the only the only groups that I can think of that did it to the to the best of my knowledge, and admittedly, my knowledge on this is is kind of off, would be the First Nations, the Native Americans, from what we from what Ooh. we might recall, and admittedly, the information is rather suspect in a lot of ways. A lot of uh, a lot of the first peoples, uh, first nations, I think, first is, okay. I think that's safe enough. <laughs> okay. The yeah. native populations. Yes. They, they had groups where you had a leader that directed, admittedly, there was something where call that communism. Okay. I see where you're going with it. But, yes, um, yes. Where, where the idea was that everybody, everybody worked together, everybody pooled their resources, everybody succeeded together, and like I said, what I know is suspect at best in a lot of ways, unfortunately, but the model I think was workable here on North American soil before there was a lot of the infighting with uh, different things. And, and you know, the funny part of it is I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, you know what? 
you need to shut the frick up at this point because you're drifting way the hell off from where you wanted to be. So well, I'm going to shut up and give you guys an opportunity <laughs> to close this avenue down before we kind of pull back. Let, let me let me toss one thought out there. Um, because, and, and again, I, I speak from mostly ignorance, but just based on what little history I remember from what I was taught in school. The tribes had a chief, or each tribe had a chief. So the chief was an authority. However, again, like you said, people got together, they worked together. You had the, the hunters, you had the people that prepped, you know, that, that, that took the resources and did something with it. You know, I would, I would hazard to call it a benevolent dictatorship. Oh. Whereas you had a leader who was the authority, but everybody still worked together. And if, you know, if, if one person was, you know, being a dick or something like that, they, it, it was, it was handled. I, I don't know if I would call it communism though, because All again, you still had side. that, you still the had chief, an authority figure who was above everybody else. The chief was the chief because he was also the... Um the most experienced it's, it's really an experienced based um almost a meritocracy <clears throat> almost like, almost well, that's it yeah i think that's the closest thing a meritocracy yeah um and kids if you've been following along good because there will be a quiz later yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, i quiz. failed mine repeatedly it took me many yeah. times now now again i i admit like Shujin did i admit a lot of ignorance on this I only go off of, again, what little history I know. Um, if anybody decides they want to call me out on it, you know what? Fine. Please let me know Teach where us. I screwed up. Yeah. Let me know where I, I, get, I went wrong. And if you tell me to educate myself, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Because, no, you, you want to call me out, then you set me straight. That's your responsibility. Yeah. And uh, Stephanie's just put a piece over here. And then we're going to kind of close yeah, off this, yep. this this particular rabbit hole. Uh, chiefs were elected. People followed them for just as long as it suited them. And that makes sense. Like I said, what little I know, I think it was more a matter of that. The chief was basically the divining rod that said, we're going this way. Okay. That's the way that we're going. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do that and, yeah. and go from there and just be but done. The other thing she said too, it works in small groups where everyone knows where everyone or everyone knows everyone else for just as long as there are social controls to maintain order. So, uh, you know, th this is, this is why the block party works, but the city party doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 she, she's got the right of it. She's, she's got the right of it. You know, in, in small, small groups. And, and again, something like a communist state, it does require a bit of, uh, actually it requires a, a metric shit ton of, social cohesion you know no you know no no sorry conformism not necessarily because uh, uh well in, i was going to say not in a bad way though oh no no because you you have you 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 have an expectation to be part of this group uh i, I you, can see where you're coming from with it but yes but yeah. uh, i i think where we're going is you're part of the group because you want to be part of the group. You want to contribute. You want to be contributed to. You want to be, you, you, you respect the responsibility that comes with being in 
a communal group. Whether that qualifies as communist, I don't necessarily know because there's a lot of these pieces of the economic model that I don't get. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I think you understand where um, where I'm coming from at this point, Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it was my bad. I was um, defining. I was referring to communism, quote unquote, communism like uh, Russian communism, and not quote unquote real. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where a lot of it falls down is where a lot of people these days, they talk about, well, they weren't real communists. And I mean, it's the giant, it's the biggest, no true Scotsman fallacy I've ever heard. Um, we, we kind of have to stop doing that because like, for example, like religion, they use the word morals to describe their dictatorship, mm -hmm. you know, and like the communists, uh, the, the Russians, they use communism to describe their, their fucking brand of, totalitarianism See, uh, i believe that, the term an, is lead fist in a velvet glove <laughs> See, that's an interesting concept can you have a totalitarian uh, totalitarianistic totalitarianistic theocracy <laughs> and still have it be moral morally objective oh, um whoa whoa where are you going well wait 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 a minute or wait not a minute. morally objective more uh what the f Ah, uh, the words are not coming to my brain. In other words, can you have a religion who ha basically their rules are nothing more than a dictatorship in a book? And can you still have morals to go along with it? I guess it's all how it's written, right? Um, I think you can. And I there think we do to this day. We do have moral societies that are theocratic the problem are, that arises is those theocracies their sets of morals many of them conflict with what we would consider moral it's all a matter of perspective i think some of their morals conflict with themselves too i wouldn't yes. call them morals at all if it, be, morals is what it's, it's deciding yourself what's right and wrong or good and bad that's what and, morals are. If somebody else decides for you, it's not morals anymore. What would and, what would be the proper word then at that point if somebody else is defining their morals as your as rules that you need to follow? Dictate. Okay. Wanted to make uh, sure we were on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's backtrack a little bit and uh, kind of get back onto uh, back onto track because, like I said, what. What Tech did at that uh, at that talk with the guy from Microsoft, which, after hearing that story, I am both thrilled to hear about a story like this and simultaneously cringing on the inside because I really feel bad for the guy that was on the receiving end of that because he was probably a lackey that um, didn't know how to deal with the question. So let me explain how this uh, how how this kind of plays plays out again um actually let me do it this way uh, tech can you can you can you give a, a a real real quick strip down just to bring folks back up to speed as to how what it was that happened and how it, it happened so i worked retail at the time and i would go to various uh presentations on particular products uh one of the presentations i used to go to on a regular basis was anything that got released by Microsoft, uh, including one of their flight games and everything else. Uh, I used to love the talks because I'd be able to learn about the products and sell them better. Uh, basically, make sure that the person needed them. Tighter. 
And this particular one was a new version of Microsoft Office. I forget what the number was. And um, they were demonstrating that Clippy was dead to be replaced by smart tabs. Smart tabs, you're typing. Suddenly, this tab shows up where you're typing. And it gives suggestions and a whole bunch of other stuff. Think of Clippy, but now inlined with a whole bunch of options. Really freaking annoying for me. I asked him, how do you turn it off? He told me that was a bad question. And then he proceeded to ignore me and ask somebody else what their question was. How dare you question? Exactly. Well, it's it's not even that. It's a matter of that we don't have an answer that you're going to like because the answer is probably you can't. Hmm. Now, here's the likely. thing. The guy had told me, look, nobody's ever asked me that question before, and I didn't see it in my initial guide for this presentation, but I, you give me your contact information. Anybody else who wants to know the answer to this, give me your contact information. I will look it up and I will send you the info. I would have respected that man heavily. Okay, now here's 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 the reason why I'm using that setup. Collectively, and I'm speaking in generals, I know it, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for it later, but I think I can properly say, in general, most, most skeptics, and I would say very likely a, a, a high percentage of skeptics, would better accept, would more graciously accept the answer, I don't know, to, I'm not even going to address the question. I would have accepted, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. And I, I forget who it was that said it. Wasn't it uh, Feynman who said, I would rather have, I would rather have questions that can't be answered rather than answers that can't be questioned. Yeah. Now, uh, to, to, to borrow a phrase that uh, we've used many times, and I still need to get the original source for it, but to be fair, to be fair, you're showing off now. Now, Tech, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but so Microsoft is showing off a new feature. Yep, and they hired a bunch of people through contract organizations. Yeah, that, with their with their material and stuff. So you know, you're you're basically hiring lackeys, like you pointed out, who gets a package and they have to spiel from the package. I understood that going into it. I understood yeah. that I may not get the answers to my questions. But here's the other piece of it. They're they're showcasing this feature, these smart tabs. And somebody asks them, okay, how do you turn it off? Now, if they'd actually, let's say they showed you how. Let's say, you know, you go to tools, options, whatever, and you, and you do it. I, I guess where I'm coming from is if you know how to turn it off and you've got a bad feeling that nobody's ever going to use it, then why would that suddenly be the showcase of your entire product? You, you see where I'm going with, with this? There is nothing negative about somebody asking, hey, look, where's the off button for this feature? Okay. Because there are going to be people out there who don't want that feature. They just want to be able to type. They just want to be able to print. I've met plenty of people like that. People who are simple in their needs. They don't need advanced features. They don't need things talking to them. They don't want pop-ups happening. They just want to type print and call it a day. There are other people who would definitely take advantage of the feature and have, 
but I have to prepare. This is not a guy who's trying to sell to a crowd of users or clients. This is a person trying to market to more salesmen and women. Salesmen and women who need to know the knowledge that that person is supposed to have. So that way we can thereby validate the users who are and clients who are going to be purchasing it and are going to be using it for their client. If they say, if, if I had a user after that presentation come up to me and go, hey, how do we turn this off? And me, I'm the sales rep and they're the, going to be the end user and I'm going to have to support them in their IT work, I'm going to need to know that answer. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why context matters. I wasn't aware that it was uh, strictly for people who were going to be marketing the software. I was under the impression that you no, were going to- No, this was an Apple thing. This was, this was a, 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 a presentation for people who work in sales. Okay. Now that I know that, suddenly it all makes sense. So- I, 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 I thought- I, I apologize. No, I did make an assumption, which makes an ass out of me. And um, <laughs> that's kind of a low bar, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, I, I thought that when I said that I had worked uh, retail and that I was going to a show to learn about the product and to promote the product, that it was evident mm. that this was a show for people who yeah. sell the product. But of course, my, and, my head was still thinking of BlizzCon, so. <laughs> and, and again, so this is, it's my fault. I made an assumption and we see the results of it. Oh, but still, we, we, we got the context. We got to figure it figured out. All good. Yep. Now, now the reason why I wanted to get back to this and uh, use this as the stepping off point for, you know, the last half hour or so that we've got is, Tech went ahead and said, okay, here's my question. Person that was supposed to be running the thing said, uh, next question, sidestep. And she's like, okay, pff, I'm out. Because I'm not going to get another question in because you're not going to. Because that's kind of the way that those Q&As work. And he found out afterwards that other people went ahead and did the same thing and asked the same question and asked the same question and asked the same question because they didn't get an answer. And we've got this problem right now with this administration that we've got here in the U.S., where there are a lot of people who would really, really like if ever there is finally another damn press, you know, um, 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 I'm just really pissed off about that whole damn thing anyway, um, the there, there is not nearly as much press interaction as there really should be. There's literally, there's literally dust on the press room podium because it gets used so infrequently currently. Yeah, let that one sink in for a second. But there are people who have been saying, look, if, uh, if the press person doesn't want to give the answer, okay, use your time to ask question to ask for an answer of the last question and keep hammering away with the same question until they either give up or they give you the damn answer. And unfortunately this would be the right way to do it. Except as we talked about earlier, when you are in a situation where you need to get sales, you need to have something unique. So you need to get, your own answers for your own questions to put out your own product 
that's different from everybody the hell else's so that solidarity doesn't happen nearly as often as a lot of us would like and there is where part of the skeptical part comes in there are more and more calls for exactly that situation to have happened you didn't answer his question answer his question you didn't answer their question answer their question you didn't answer her question answer the question and worse we've had cases documented cases where people have gone to their local representatives in an open meeting open forum meetings and things like that uh town halls and so on and so forth oh, where yes. they were given the floor and they were allowed and and in those scenarios you're supposed to be able to ask any question as long as you're not being uh belligerent harassing vulgar those sorts of things and there were several um documented uh republican leaders uh public office holders who when they were asked questions that they didn't want to answer they told them look if you ask that question again i'm going to have you arrested and thrown out of here or i'm going to have you thrown out or i'm going to have you escorted away by the police you know those sorts of things real threats that many of them actually carried out because they didn't want to answer the questions that the public had as a public servant, that's your duty. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Tech. We we had a we had a little bit of a, a, a glitch there. There was a, a problem with one of those last two words that you said. Could could you could you go ahead and make it's sure? Not you power of ten. It's not a power of. Ten. I don't care. I was biting my lip. I don't care. All right, fine. As a public servant, it's your fucking duty. Remember, we say context matters. Yeah, context matters. Yeah, and just like with Mash actually saying on prime time in the 70s oh God. you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did yeah they got away with it because in context it made sense and it was the right thing to do yeah. well you know tech what you just talked about there i've actually seen it now again this was a much smaller scale and it was not a it wasn't so much a public this person was not a public service or servant. This was a board of directors meeting for for a for a, a grocery chain that we have here that's called the co-op. Um, it has a certain philosophical model. There are, there are board members and everything like that. Um, their their workers are unionized. My ex wife worked for them, and I was asked to attend one of the uh, annual general meetings because I had the car. But I got to sit in on this thing and, and they were electing new board members in. And one person got the mic and posed a question. The board dodged it. He still had the mic. And he just kept saying, look, I am a voting member of this thing. I pay my dues. And he shouted, you will listen to me. And he basically took the last 45 minutes of the meeting by just arguing. So, I mean, it what we've seen from this you know answer the question whatever this is not this is nothing new the, the fact that i know there's a big separation between private and public you know figures in that respect but this kind of behavior doesn't surprise me i've seen it before i don't necessarily agree with it i've just seen it yeah the... we've, we've seen it on television too it's sad it's really sad that we have politicians that have promoted into office by the public to serve the public 
And the only kind of serving they've done is bending the public over. Yeah. And therein lies uh, one of the biggest pieces. And it's, it, it's something we've talked about. It's something that, you know, gets under my skin often enough. Accountability from, yes. from one side and responsibility from the other. The social model only works if those that accept the mantles accept the responsibility and all that goes along with it. And if the society that's accepting the, the authority figures hold them to be accountable. And if you don't have that, then you've got a problem. Oh, wait, uh, we do, don't we? I'm sorry. I'm talking to abstracts when I should actually be saying, God damn it, get off your goddamn high horses, people. You know, maybe that's the reason why with the uh, with the new Godzilla movie, maybe they had Mothra instead of instead of Gamera because we've got Gamera right now over in the Senate. Mm. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was it was a cheap shot. Yeah, it was a cheap shot, but it was still funny. Yeah, thank you. By the way, uh, Dallin, uh Doc Waxman was asking, uh, do they have the well using lowercase T the co-op in Canada? So I'm um, I'm not quite sure what that one is, but uh, I'm I'm guessing. If it's the, um, if he's talking about the grocery chain, uh, yeah, it's, um, each one is sort of like each, each chain, like here we have the Calgary co-op and it services all the, it, it deals with all the stores in the Calgary. We have the Edmonton co-op, you have co-ops all over the place. Now, like the nice thing about them is that if I go shopping there, I have a number, a member number, I paid a dollar for it. If I spend enough money in that place, like with, with gas, groceries, etc. Uh, at the end of the year, I will get a dividend. So it's almost like cash back. And as if you, what is it they told me? If your check is worth more than $5, we'll mail it to you. Last year I made 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I don't shop there normally. The, 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 no, the, the quality is great, but the prices eh, can be a little high sometimes. But they also have one of the few touchless car washes in the area, so eh, that's kind of where I go. That's fair enough. So that that accountability piece is is really where this uh, this comes down to. And uh, Bridget, uh, I know you haven't had. Uh, haven't haven't had much to you know add into all this, but uh, I mean, from a from a different angle, not going with the with the political side for a second though, but from from the medical side because I know there we're not talking about apples and apples at this point. We're talking about apples and I don't know car brands for a second, but <laughs> there 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 are analogs. Um, every organization is supposed to have its it's supposed to have its machinations, its its strategies, its how things are done, its its operations, mm -hmm. and especially in the medical, there there is accountability when somebody does something wrong because it's in some cases very easy to see when mm -hmm. something's been done wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, we've got you know doctors 
can be sued for malpractice, but there's you know also ethics boards at hospitals and um, you know chief surgeon who oversees things you know in that area. Um, isn't isn't there also they can be disciplined if they screw up? Yeah, isn't there also something? What is it? Um, morbidity and something review. Like mm -hmm. if 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 they lose a patient, apparently they do have to. It, it's reportable. Yeah, and they do have to. They do have to go before a board and explain themselves. Is is that an actual thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody's on TV, and I just uh, I thought that's kind of. If cool. you have too high of a you know morbidity rate in a hospital, then you know not only insurance companies but the government will come in and investigate and try to find out why you have so many people die. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when my wife had to go in for a um, uh, for a, uh, a a liver dissection for her cancer stuff at one point, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've said this one before. The doctor had gone ahead and and said that you know it's a it, it I forget exactly how he described it because it, it's been it's you know it's it's been a number of years now, but uh, he he basically said you know, this kind of surgery does have risk. Um, the national, um, the national death rate, uh, I forget exactly what terminology used for this, uh, for this type of surgery is about 12%. And then he continued on when he saw me start to, to grimace a little bit. My, my more, more, more morbidity, right? morbidity rate uh for this is three percent and you know i i you know had a big sigh of relief and i was like that's 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 really great to hear and i i've told this part before he then said it's all good unless you're in that three percent mm -hmm. this was somebody who understood the responsibility of the mantle that they had and did the best that they could to make sure that that number, that risk was mitigated as much as possible. There is no such thing as surgery without risk. I, I think that's safe to say, right, Bridge? True that. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who's had multiple family members in the hospital for surgeries, that's exactly what I used to hear from the doctors is like, there is always a risk involved. Mm -hmm. here is what the statistic is for this risk. If you still feel the, you know, we feel the need to go forward. This risk is small or this risk is medium or whatever, but we feel the need to go forward because your condition is X, Y, Z, yada, 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 which I always respected doctors who were telling my family members what's going on and why it's going on, what to expect, what the possibilities are. And, their experience, their background, the surgeons, the people who are going to be there, everything that they could. I even had a doctor, I was accompanying a friend to the hospital who was going through a real bad time. And the friend had asked a question about something that they heard about. And the doctor's response was, well, we don't go into that because we like to practice evidence-based medicine here. That's I damn near humped that doctor's leg. And I can't say as I blame you. Um, there, there's also another piece of it, and and for those of you that know or have listened to me enough times on this, you'll you'll understand. 
I will also specifically single out the nurses, especially in a hospital environment, because they've got a lot of the books smart as well, and sometimes even more so, the practical side of it. For instance, and Bridget, you're going to have to help me out on this one because I've, I've kind of drawn a blank. Medication um, errors. Uh, no, that's, that's not the one I was going for. No, uh, it does happen. The doctors will overprescribe and the nurses will catch it. Yeah. Uh, what I was actually going to go with was uh, kind of an opposite situation. Um, the I've forgotten what it is. The highly addictive pain medication, I, I think it was with an M. Uh, and I, I'm morphine. 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 That's that's what it was. Um, right near the end of my wife's life, they were debating giving her morphine to help with the pain. And here's, here's where the big difference was between the doctors and the nurses. The doctor didn't want to prescribe it to her because of the addictive qualities. And the nurse, I don't remember if it was a head nurse or, or shift nurse or whatever it was. I think it was a head nurse actually went ahead and told him we should do it because the time that she has left, the withdrawal will not be an issue. Now, that sounds cold when you think about it in the, in the abstract like that. No, in the abstract like that, to me, it sounds compassionate. To me, it says, look, we can consider this because this is going to provide some comfort and we don't have to worry about the side effects so let's get as much comfort to this person as they can possibly have. Yeah, I mean, time is short, then addiction's not a factor. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. And that's one of those situations where, you know, like I said, having the mantle and the responsibility and recognizing that works, and having the accountability for those that understand their their position their mental their responsibility also works the doctor in normal circumstances would have probably been in the right to say morphine no because in a weakened state having come off of morphine afterwards that's for someone who is immunosuppressed who is weakened who is battling all the stuff with chemo and radiation Oh, hell no. And uh, Bridget, if, if, if that were the extent of the, the, the scope at that point, I'm pretty sure that you would think, yeah, you don't want to put somebody through all that and withdrawal all at the same time for morphine of all things. Well, I mean, not if they had, you know, any life expectancy of, you know, more than a few days. Which unfortunately is exactly what the situation was. And the nurse to basically say, uh, yeah, yeah, in this case, you're wrong, and lay it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it makes sense once you've got all that all pieced together. There's the responsibility. And therein lies the big problem of it all, isn't it? Of trying to figure out who should have the responsibility to 
dope slap somebody that richly deserves it, especially professionally. I mean, nurses can get into a lot of hot water for second guessing a doctor, no? Yep. That sure can. <laughs> that 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 rings like a little bit of experience talking there, Bridge. Get fired real quick. Because <laughs> doctors are God. <laughs> and yeah, let's you not know, forget something very important. Hmm. As much as we talk up all the good ones, there are just like in every organization, every service, every company, the bad apples. There are the nurses who don't check on whatever it is they're supposed to do, who make the bad calls. The same with sure. the doctors, the same with the janitors or the kitchen staff or whoever. There are the good, there are the bad, they are the ugly, and there are the wonderful. So the best thing we can do, in my opinion, is continue acknowledging the good, but never forget that there is another side to the coin. And always, when we talk to our doctors... We hope that they're the best. We all, we we some people pray they're the best. But if you get a bad feeling, Bridget, what should you do? If you get a bad feeling about your doctor, fine. Yeah, or or your nurse, you know, you feel like the nurse isn't paying attention to the the chart, or you feel like the nurse isn't paying attention to your loved one who's bedridden. If you feel that the doctor's being dismissive of a problem. What should you do? What's not necessarily the best course of action, but what are some potential options? You know, it, of oh, course, context I and have, scenarios are going to matter. But what can you do? What I have done is gone down to the nurse's station myself and said, you don't want me to come across that counter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I say that, I'm probably going to jail. <laughs> Dude, if you do that, you're going to have too many people laughing hard at you to get sent to jail. Who are you No, kidding? you don't understand. In person, um, I've been told I'm scary and creepy. Well, I have had to do that because they were about four hours late with my pain medication and I was tired of buzzing them. That's and they fair. were playing cards. And I was like, you don't want me to come across that counter and get it myself. <laughs> and, they said, and they said, well, go back to your room and bring it. And I was like, no, you're going to put it in my hand and you're going to do it now. And they did. <laughs> See? Accountability, man. Yeah. Well, you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. There was one nurse that was that took care of me. And um, Shujin, you've met me. Yep. You know I'm uh, I'm not a small person. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um. I am positive that this particular nurse, um, uh, she was, she was great, uh, honestly. And I, I feel bad because I wish I could remember her name. I think her hobby was MMA fighting yeah. because she had a build that could probably have lifted me up with one hand. Like basically if I, if I had to stay in bed and I wanted to get out of bed, it would have been palm to the chest and she would have been able to keep me there. Okay. Like, and I, I wanted to actually pay money to see her get into an argument with one of the doctors, <laughs> because I think it would have ended up with the doctor having to go to the ICU for having his nasal bone shoved up into his brain. Well, some of them deserve it. That's a fair point. And there was one or two that I wanted to say that to because, well, 
my head wasn't exactly in the best place. You know, l- looking back on it, a lot of things. I got a lot of wake up calls about the medical profession while I was in there. Um, and it's why I don't watch hospital dramas anymore. If you thought they were bullshit before, <laughs> spend two months in a hospital. You'll find out just how much bullshit they really are. They're more entertaining on television. They're not entertaining, period. It's, 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 it's sorry. The comedy I, ones are. The dramatic comedy versions. I was going to say, which ones, which ones are those nowadays? MASH. Oh, today. Yeah, that, that, that was about it. That, that was about it. And that was just because they had good writers and, and good actors. True that. Yeah. True that. Sorry, getting... I think about Grey's Anatomy and the, the quirky thing. No, that one lost it for me when the one, if that was a dramatic comedy, then why did somebody have their skull uh, opened up with the Black and Decker drill? Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to uh, getting pretty close to the end. And um, my shoulder is starting to get a little... Uh, mm-hmm. Achy breaky, flaky. yeah. So oh, I want to see back. I'm sorry. The achy breaky thing. I was like, don't. <laughs> no, no. Don't just... play that song. That achy no. breaky song. No. I will. I will. Song right I will now. kick you. I will off. kill you. I, will I love you. Weird Al. No, that was. That you know that I will kill you later. 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 Anyway, um, as first finishing this off, um. I'm, I'm just going to do uh, my my quick, and then I'll I'll throw it over to you guys, uh, because I I don't I don't want to forget. As far as to this uh, this whole piece that we kind of started with, which was you know, the idea that skepticism is having a resurgence. You know, I I didn't think of it in the terms of there needs to be responsibility for the mantle that people accept, and. That's been completely, that's been com- completely just thrown to the wayside. Mm-hmm. We can get away with saying, uh, we could point fingers at so many different individuals. I should pie Donald Trump, um, soon to be out of a job, um, Ms. Sanders. Uh, and 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 Betsy DeVos and and so many others. We don't even have to look at individuals. We can simply look at a group, a collective group, and point a finger at them. Them that wants a theocracy in this country. We can just go ahead and point a finger squarely at them and say, look, you accepted a mantle you asked for it and it comes with a certain responsibility on your part and if you can't hold up that end of the bargain there's no reason why we shouldn't drag your ass out at the first available opportunity i personally would really like to open up a nationwide fedex delivered next day air pitchfork company but you know somehow or other i don't think that i'd be able to make that happen i would really like to do that and mainly because 
do you know what it's like trying to send those those really great Hollywood torches? Yeah, that only works in Hollywood. Those things don't work the way that you want them to in real life. Yeah, That's you have sad. to go with tiki torches. No. No. Um, that that presents entirely the wrong image. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's already been uh, uh, assumed. Um, that's already assumed. been appropriated. Yeah, that, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Well done. I can verb. <laughs> yeah, or is I it can, an adjective? I, you know what? At, at, at this point tonight, I, I can't throw Dictionary.com. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll deal with that. Tech, what last item do you want to throw out here? Um, it's It's amazing. You know, I was not very good in history class, uh, government class. My strengths were always the sciences and the math. I understood numbers. I understood how one plus one could equal two, how it could equal one. Because if you have one of the same item and another of the same item, then you only have that one of that same item. You have two quantity. So I understood how numbers could be manipulated. Statistics was interesting. Um, learning about values and 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 uh, subjective things uh, in game theory class, all sorts of stuff was very interesting to me. And I'm looking at where we're at in the world in our my country today, and I'm going. I'm getting one hell of a summer school education right now, because some of that stuff is starting to come back. This is what they meant. This is what they were talking about. This is what those people were trying to prevent. This is what they went through. And frankly, like my folks said, during certain times, they were worried about my future, what would become of the world. I have a child. A child is prepared for life in many different ways, but he's not prepared for war. And I'm looking at how things are going, and I'm worried because right now nobody's giving any answers. And those are the people who are supposed to be are the ones not giving the answers. That's a bad sign. True that. Joseph, anything that you would like to close with? No, I'm good. Okay. Show and uh, well, see y'all next week. Hmm. Dallin, how about you? Anything to close? Uh, the title of the show: What? What is this president? Has anything good come of this presidency? I think three of the biggest things it's given us is well, one acknowledgement and exposure of so-called fake fake news or the fact that there is an awful lot of spin going on. I think it's increased everyone's overall sense of skepticism in that now when we see something, we question it, we, we are curious. And we're not, these days we're not being demonized for being so curious. But third, I think it's also turned a lot of people onto the political system. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, we'll find out because a lot of people, you know, who, you know, two years ago couldn't care less about politics are now diving into it 
but doing so with a large amount of naivete onto the inner machinations and how things work to them a, a lot of they see a lot of binary a lot of black and white a lot of well why can't you just do this but if you take a look a little bit deeper you realize there's an awful lot of nuance and other machinations going on that you can't just take a sledgehammer to but the good thing about that awareness is that the door has been opened and maybe maybe not this cycle maybe the next one maybe even the one after that if you're really pessimistic people are going to become more aware of how things work and they will learn how to work with that system so that they'll find out which candidate is indeed the best for my interests or the interests of my family maybe they start asking the right questions right now we're in a state of uh, complete outrage that has to cool and then we have to start it, it, it's look it's great to have a head full of steam but driving headlong with a head full of steam at a brick wall is only going to hurt you in the end so great that you're interested but now let's get into the let's get into the nitty-gritty of it and let's let's figure this out and i think more and more people are getting there these days and if having a pompous no package and by that i mean by the, or sorry a pompous no platform populist points for alliteration in office um if, if that's what it took to spark it well i guess one i guess that's something that did good that did come out of it fair enough and bridget any last item for you yeah but his term's not over yet it could be a lot worse and if we got to a war with ron it will get worse And I don't know how we would stop him from doing that. You know, there's a lot of things to concern over and a lot of worry. Maybe I will investigate to find out what the statutes are in selling pitchforks nationwide. Interstate travel for pitchforks. That can't be that bad. I mean, hey, if, if you're looking for a startup, you know, there, there's always... Kickstarter, GoFundMe, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I could always. Sol hey, solar freaking pitchforks, man. Yeah. You know what? I could, I could get in touch with, uh, with, uh, Andrew Torres and ask what the, what the legalities might be. I seriously doubt there's any kind of true restrictions on shipping pitchforks around the, uh, around the U.S. like there would be on, say, firearms. Yeah, but you do need a you need a source. You need to you need to be able to build them or at least have a supplier. Yeah, kind of, that I can understand being a problem. Sorry, go ahead. Some kind of color scheme to them to make them stand out. Oh, the atheist molecule thingy on it. Did you see the latest? Um, you saw the the last round of Twin Peaks. No, I've never seen Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there was this guy who's, um, he's, who was marketing shovels, shit digging shovels. <laughs> <laughs> and he would just, he'd just buy a load of shovels and he'd just spray paint them in gold. <laughs> well, um, that That's could. Idea. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. 
Hmm. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Maybe 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 it would work better if I were to try and find some way of putting a, a I don't know feathers on the back end of it so that it, it'll hold its position nice as aerodynamic. That's probably really not a good selling point. No, I think no. About it. Do it red, white, and blue. Tell them it's patriotic to use the damn thing. Sure. Yeah. Let's 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 go with that. We'll see what happens. Meantime, like I said. I better get uh, I better get on out of here because um yeah it's it's my shoulder's not doing real good right now so be patriotic yeah you could be but why would you want to sometimes I'm sorry <laughs> remember it's not Captain America it's Captain Puerto Rico Hockey look at his gimmicks, look at his uniform gimmicks you have yeah. to have one I'll 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 see I don't happens. have any gimmicks well that's why you're broke. Mm. You know, I'm feeling very... T- Never mind. So, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all our perspectives and got something to think about as we uh, as we come up into the weekend. Is, is, is there a thing going on this weekend that I don't know about? Happy Father's Day to all you MFers out there. I am still feeling very targeted right about now. So, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. No, seriously, so, happy Father's Day to everybody. Agreed. And, and right back out at you. Thanks. Joseph, thank you for your morning. You uh, you have yourself a, a good morning and uh, good luck with the uh, with the rest of the stuff that you've been working on. Oh yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, y'all have fun. See you next week. That's the hope. Take care out there. <laughs> you too. Tech. Also, thank you very much. A good day for you tomorrow. I hope as well. Well, tomorrow's today. Yes. We celebrated a day early. Good. We we missed all the rush, um, hmm. and so my son took me out to eat, and treated, and everything, and it was it was really nice. Excellent. So you have yourself a good morning, man. You too, man. Bridget, thank you for your time. I'm glad you're able to make it, and uh, you 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 keep your head above water out there. I'm you know, try to. We're supposed to have rain for like the next ten days. Yay. <laughs> Well, hey, look at the bright side. Uh, everybody that's got a, a swimming pool out there has got it all filled now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then so. <laughs> hey, if the waters drive you to Maryland, contact me. I've always got a spare bedroom. Dude, if the water drives her all the way to Maryland from where she is, that's going to be a lot of water pushing her across the, you know, bunch of peaks that you got between you and her out there. You, you, you know about that, right? Could happen. Yes, hey, I mean, if you know that fictional climate change that the Republicans say don't doesn't exist happens, you know, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna. Bridget, thank you very much for your time. Have yourself a fun day. Plug all your stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plug all the holes. Prevent the water from leaking in. We're, we're not gonna... I'll send you some corks. We're not gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna get away with it this time, but I'm gonna get away with it. We're not gonna talk about dykes tonight. We're not gonna talk about dykes tonight. Bridget, thank you very much. Go ahead and plug yourself. I should not say that. I should not. Say that. Here's a cork. Oh, before anybody goes ahead and gives me shit about it, yes, that was completely intentional. This is officially my favorite episode. You're welcome. <laughs> People want to get in touch with you. What do they do? 
<laughs> Yodel. <laughs> yeah, next week's episode, now you've stepped in it. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just going to mute myself at this <laughs> You can find me on bridgetbitch2112.wordpress.com. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Dallin? Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say uh, that I haven't uh, already said. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, a uh, bit of a word of warning. I will not be here next weekend. Oh, no. I will actually be in the U.S. Oh, that's right. You're driving. Yep. Uh, this is not for work. This is actually uh, a bit, a little bit of vacation. Oh. I'm going down to see, uh, going down to see a good friend out in Idaho. Uh, I'm going to be there for a few days. Uh, apparently, staying at a cabin of some sort. I guess the the place they have it's like, or the the place I'm, I'm checked into is like a lodge. So apparently, really nice view and everything like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's not Silver uh, Lake, I hope. Sorry? Nothing, nothing. Just uh, just uh, mm. making reference to a, a movie. Never mind. Yeah, okay. First first chance I see somebody with a hockey mask, first thing I'm going to say, um, well, first question I ask, you know, are you Canadian? <laughs> and if you're not, well, then out comes the chainsaw. Anyways, <laughs> but but yeah, just so you know, um, yeah, I don't, uh, don't wait for me next week because I will be... Most likely asleep or very, very drunk. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that being said, I do plan to get the audio version of this place uh, up to date over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The audio is sitting on my computer just waiting to be uh, fixed up. Uh, and if, uh, if since I won't be able to vent here, if I'm going to vent anywhere else, that'll be over on inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. And you have yourself a good trip. Yeah, looking forward to it. Fair enough. Just uh, just remember, if you see a moose, um, I I I don't know. You, it's probably it's probably already too late at that point. Um. Yeah. Don't worry about stuff like that. Um. Hey, you know where I'm from. We know how to handle these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You drive faster. Yeah. I know, no, I know. Uh, Mythbusters. I know. Okay. If it's in front of you, you slow down. If it's behind you charging, you drive faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. Go, go, yes. go, go, go. Hey, yes. Winston, pedal faster. Yeah, there's a there's a firefly thing I'm thinking of, but that's a that's a whole other thing. Anyway, of course, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. If you do want to get the audio version, or if you want to get all the social media links and contact information, take a swing over to holycrapthevodcast.com. We're of course over there. If you'd like to send us a voicemail message, the phone number is still 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. And I will hopefully be uh, in much better shape next week because, you know, I'm just not really feeling real great right now. Sorry about that. But anyway, you will have yourselves a good week. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again very soon. And as always, until that time, I wish you all 
the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, two damn many years later, I am still in love. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. He's almost done with his junior year, man. So, until then, you'll take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. As always, until the next time we get together. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.